Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. <laughs> hey, Mel. Hello, hello. What's Are shaking? Are you ready? Oh, not much. I just, I'm really excited to talk about the couple that I've been super obsessed with. Um, and I mean look I'm not on the same side as anyone (laughs) we did our little like uh, quiz in our insta story and I mean obviously most people are are team Curtis and I'm like team Taggart in this like weird threesome that's not a threesome right because Curtis doesn't exist (laughs) no (laughs) thank you for saying that I completely understand that like it's kind of Jordan's fault in a sense you know what I mean for creating that like bizarre dynamic but it's really amusing to me and Curtis is like a bit annoying and I think the interesting thing for me this week was I have never seen Curtis so displaced like this before like not even just in the context of like Jordan and Taggart but even Mm -hmm. when Laura was there Jordan and Laura Like, I've just never seen him so disconnected because he's such a people person. He has a way of just, you know, being involved in many things and with many people. And even with, like, Laura and Jordan, it was just, even Laura was like, yeah, Curtis, no. (laughs) He was very, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, Laura, you should be resting. You should be this. It was just like, I was like, there's such a nag this week. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Laura can handle herself. She was just shot. Who cares? And obviously, Jordan takes her side. But it's just such a funny place to see him in. Well, I think it's interesting the way they built it up. And then at the end of the week, he's the one that gets called in for the rescue from Taggart. Okay, so I have more thoughts on that, too. Um, (laughs) Did he want Curtis to get shot so that he gets (laughs) Jordan? I didn't even think of that. But you know, I feel so weird about, like, Curtis's behavior. Again, I know that Jordan kind of made him feel kind of crazy, but Mm -hmm. I guess it's just bizarro because even in the scene with Jordan and Laura, it's kind of like a role reversal because it's the two women that are putting their lives, that have their lives in danger and are taking on, like, a mobster. You know what I mean? And then there's Curtis being like, be careful, everybody, be careful, be careful. (laughs) Everybody all right? And it's just kind of annoying, and it's like, Look, you know, I know that Jordan's your wife, but, like, let's not forget that she's a badass. Like, let's not forget she's been undercover how many times, you know, with drug cartels. I don't even, are guns cartels? But gun people. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what cartel means, really. <laughs> um, so it's like, she's she's done that kind of work. She's police commissioner. Like, I just feel that. I know that it's really emotional. It's your partner. It's your life partner. You want her to live. But, like, I feel like he's forgetting that she's, like, a person who does this job. I guess you could say kind of, like, how the ups and downs with Lulu and Dante about, you know, Lulu being worried about Dante being a cop. Yes, but we think they're going to separate eventually. So do we think this is, like, the physical fade-out? Like, they're just kind of playing in a different way as opposed to taking him physically out of scenes? He's in scenes, but he's invisible. Huh. I do like your take. I guess I didn't know if they were going to break up or not. I felt like, (laughs) this is what I mean. Like, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, I feel so strongly about it, but I guess part of me is just like, I also want happy endings. Like, I want them to kind of work it out. And I mean, in a way, yeah. In a way, they are removing him in a physical sense and the way that the scenes were filmed this week. Like, it couldn't have been more blatantly obvious that he was, like, I'm going far by saying he was a nuisance, but almost like, why are you in the room? <laughs> like, I don't understand why <laughs> Curtis was following her this week. It was like, bring your husband to work day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was almost, I think it's the thing that bugged me about Valentina Nina. It's like, it yes. was almost like a sense of not understanding, like, the professionalism of her work and like you opted to follow her around and like it was interesting when he was in the room with like her and Taggart because like Taggart wouldn't even address him and like Jordan didn't care like all of the energy and focus and attention was just between Jordan and Taggart and the difference there is that even when they were fighting I felt like they were fighting in a respectful way in the sense that like they were equals not because she was a woman and she was weak it was like because they were partners Exactly. And that's the vibe you get. And that's the thing. They have this, I think you just said it perfectly, like they are on equal footing, whereas they feel that right now Curtis is 
just kind of like lost somewhere lower. <laughs> he is like he was even tiny, like just in the background, just <laughs> floating around, and like no one really wanted to talk to him. Even even Jordan didn't really acknowledge his presence at all, and it was just so apparent how like nobody wanted to acknowledge his actual presence. So going back to what you say, like you see it as like oh, like Curtis helped save the day. I was like, oh. Okay, so you get the call from Tagger, you tell your wife, oh, a client's calling me, I have work. So all of a sudden, you're opting to withhold the truth mm-hmm. because you judge it to be fit. You know what I mean? Like, I think that this work, because it is work, it's all work. You know, at the end of the day, all things that Jordan was hiding was work-related. Ask yes. what Curtis is doing. He's doing a favor. So I just felt like, so now it's okay for you to withhold the truth? when it's convenient for you, but like you wouldn't leave um, Jordan alone when she was withholding things that were work related. Not to mention that he, you know, decided to turn all that professional stuff into a personal matter with Jordan, even when she was able to confirm there was nothing personal, you know, going on that everything she was withholding was work related. For me, I was just Mm -hmm. sort of like annoyed with that. Like when Curtis was just like, okay, gotta go. Can't tell you why. Bye. Well, you putting it like that changes the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but it's, but isn't isn't that cool? Like how they do that? You know what I mean? Like one minute, everything is all good. And then just by changing the context a little bit, you know, pulling in another character, it 100% changed the dynamics and also just changed like Curtis's vibe at his place. You know what I mean? By adding that one person. Oh my gosh. Okay. So aside from like Curtis and Jordan, he followed her to see Laura to handle Tagger and he also followed her to go chat with Sunny. So again, like what the hell was her point of going to Sunny? To stomp her feet apparently. You know, because it's just funny because, like, when this whole storyline started, it was kind of, like, out of nowhere. Jordan's like, oh, right, Sonny, we're on opposite sides of the law. <laughs> Super hate you. <laughs> and, I, and I love how, like, they're emphasizing that. Because, like, to my recollection, like, the, I mean, of course, he may not be her favorite person. But the only time there was ever true animosity was when TJ went to go live with him. Right. My God, I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. So again, I just thought it was bizarre. And I think Taggart was right. You want to be in on the plan. Do you not want to be in on the plan? And he purposely left her name out for Sunny. So for that reason, it's like, then why did you go see Sunny? Like she knew damn well who attacked Taggart and that it wasn't Sunny. Yes. And that part confused me too, because I was like, is she trying to insinuate that they're involved in this? Like, are you freaking kidding me? I don't know if she was just trying to say like, guys, I know stuff too. Like I know things. (laughs) I'm in this. Um, I think like a bit of that. And I just love that. Like it wasn't a huge leap like for Jason to like run up to her and be like, you were in a DEA, right? <laughs> You're also friends with Taggart. Cause you came in here to talk about your friend Taggart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just laying out those breadcrumbs for her to pick up. Um, I was wondering, like, part of me, part of me thought too, like, was she just mad that like Sonny has so many guards and he's being everywhere he is, is being watched. How come nobody saw Taggart leave or nobody was in the vicinity? Like, was she mad at Sunny for not protecting him from that? Or was she just mad in general and didn't know who to yell at? Huh, that's interesting. Huh. Okay, so maybe as a police officer, she was there to get information. I guess guess we completely, like, neglected that fact. But that is probably true. It's true. You have a lot of guards. Why would there not be one, like right outside of your restaurant like like literally we saw the shadow walk across the window (laughs) oh my gosh you're right because isn't it like the guards let me in like you know what i mean like every time like when laura wanted to come when she came taggart came there's usually a guard that tells sunny who's there so yeah yeah, i i mean (laughs) i think that i think that's a valid question you know that she came there for formation and maybe was a bit annoyed that that maybe they lied and maybe you're right, maybe allowed Taggart to get attacked when they very well saw that there was a potential danger. Yeah, that makes so yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> we might be giving them a little bit more credit <laughs> than, than Samaritan, but I think, yeah, that's interesting. It's true. Like the thing is though, he really needs to work on his security between Nell getting on the premises, Joss sneaking yeah. out and Brando finding them. The bullet, I know I'm going across all of our storylines, but I'm just, like, putting together a case here. Dev, okay, okay, Dev, do it. Dev and the bullet. Um, you know, like, there's so many things that are falling apart. Like, all of these people should be watched so closely. Like, I don't understand 
why there isn't more security, why there isn't tighter security, like why are they so lax? I think you had brought that up last week too. Security, you should amp up security. And I don't disagree. I think, yeah, you should amp up security. The guy's no joke. And I have to say, like, even Tagger going to Sunny, like, I very much enjoyed, like, his return, despite the fact that I did not like him when he was actually on the show. It's mm. just, like, there's a nostalgia factor. And even when he was in the room with Sunny and, and Jason, it was just so cool to just see all that history because it added to the weight of everyone who knows Taggart, knows their history, understanding what a big deal it was for him to go to Sunny. And I think my favorite thing of just, like, like, seriously, I was just so, like, in love with that scene mm-hmm. for so many reasons thinking oh my god this is so cool like this is how i've been feeling lately watching gh like, just screaming at the tv that like i rewound it a couple times just to like prolong my feeling <laughs> of that scene even though like nothing major was really going on but i just love that when the door closed and that's weird for me lately seeing jason in such a like lower position in a sense like i know he's like his right hand but like mm-hmm. lately you know sunny kind of yells at him he's jason's like running to the door and like greeting hmm. people it's just weird to see jason like that a bit and you know when he closed the door he's like you you buy that like and i'm just thinking aren't you the one with the better judgment right like, aren't you the one with the better truth detector but either way i liked sunny's answer without hesitation who like totally bought what taggart was uh saying but i'm just like i i <laughs> wanted it to come out in that room like you do understand that like trina is friends with joss who lives with sunny Exactly. Okay, so these are all of the things that I'm asking myself, but just to uh, rewind a little bit to the scene um, with the three of them together, I enjoyed that scene. I ate it up. I loved how they spoke to each other. One of my favorite parts is when Taggart gives a nod to Jason saying, warehouse explosion, nice job, Morgan. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. So like, like you said, it just brings it up so many more levels. If it was just a random actor, like that scene was so multi-leveled, multi-layered, even when they didn't say anything, they were saying something because they were looking at each other and trying to like analyze it. You knew what it took for Tagger to like put his ego way down and ask for Sunny's help. It was Mm -hmm. a lot for Sunny to keep him there for as long as he did. So yeah, all of it was amazing. But yes, I just find like everybody's not making sense of the connections. Like why wasn't Trina protected? Why isn't Tagger's ex-wife protected? Like why are these people just left out in the open? I guess he didn't think he would go that they would use his daughter because like they haven't done that. It hasn't been their MO so far. Like so far they've just gone after the targets like of the four DA and just killed them. So I guess up until this point, Tagger didn't think Trina was in danger danger but i just have to mention like it's been more than once since taggart's return especially in that conversation with sunny where he makes the point of saying he's retired and even to sunny he made the point of saying former law enforcement true but like sunny is still convinced that taggart would not have let certain things slide but i don't necessarily believe that taggart did say there are no angels in this room and i can't say that Taggart would use let's say if Sunny even like offed Renault like I don't know if Taggart would have really I think he has some integrity you know what I mean like he knows he was asking for his help like I don't think that he would ask for help and then turn Sunny in like I don't I don't believe that no well especially based on the conversation that um Taggart Jordan and Curtis had or was it just the two of them I can't even remember now anyways just explaining the involvement that in the end um Renault only got sent away based on them fabricating evidence. So their compass kind of shifted because they were still doing something for the greater good, but they did have to bend the rules a little bit. So it wasn't going to send the rules. And there was like no freaking way I see him coming back and making that a thing. Exactly. That's what I think. uh, I think there. However, I did want to say that I totally called that they would be working together. I did too. Well, then both of us. Was it you? said I you know I don't think he's coming after Sunny I forgot that I wanted to say that (laughs) (laughs) this was an us thing this was full-on teamwork I did call it that Taggart was not there to go after Sunny it didn't make any sense especially with this like common enemy yes um so okay so then there's Laura so it's it's obvious that like not only Taggart, but, like, the whole town kind of knows that if anyone is going to solve this problem, it's Sunny. And they're really, um, I found that they were really elevating Sunny. Because, you know, at first it was just more like Michael and Carly just being like, Sunny can handle this. But mm-hmm. even, like, Laura, like, who would be stupid enough to go up against Sunny? And then she even came to him about the situation. What I thought was really cool was just the concern, like, Jason and Sunny had for Laura. 
because yes. like if Laura has to go after him, Laura will be the direct target. But to be honest, like I had no idea like what would law enforcement do? Like what would the mayor do? Like I don't understand when she's like, then I'll have to get involved. Like what are you gonna do? I don't really know the mayor's responsibilities, quite frankly, especially in poor Charles, but I didn't know a coffee importer held like so much power in a city. Absolutely. And I just think <laughs> that everybody could not be making that more obvious this week. <laughs> That he is the one to kind of, like, handle this whole thing. And as soon as he goes home, like, the stuff is just not ending. Carly then tells him about the bullet she found. What did you think initially when she found the bullet? Honestly, I didn't know what to think because Devils has this sly look and a very... Uh, he very much has an interest in sending his business. At least that's how it was when he first started. Now it's kind of shifted with school and friends and just being the age he's supposed to be. But I was like, is that bullet a symbol of him, like, holding on to getting into Sunny's world? Or is it just like, I, I was just really confused and I honestly thought it was like a dev move. Um, but when they dug a little further, we had our <laughs> wonderful friend Brando who came to the rescue. I know, right? <laughs> I wanted to call him, this is the, the brain, how do you say, like the, the thought process in my head. I was like, oh, it's Brando. Oh, it looks like Jason. It's Jason 2.0 because that's like an expression. But I'm like, how many times has Jason actually come back? So what version <laughs> of Jason would he be? Wow, my brain hurts. Um, that's, that's that's deep. That's some deep stuff right there. Which version of Jason? I just think um, the legal one. I mean, <laughs> Drew. <laughs> Drew is in the army as well, so he's Drew. Oh, he he is kind of similar to him. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, with like the army connection, but I guess yeah, it's just like the legal version of of Jason, the one who's more like on the up and up. Uh, but I just, I was just so um, shocked to kind of see him bring the kids back. I'm like, there you are. Where did you go? I thought you went to Chicago or something like that. Yeah, like, I'm just happy that that culminated in them not having to leave. Because, you know what I mean? Like, that, the mm -hmm. dance, like, let's go say bye to everybody. I'm like, what? What's going on? He's really leaving? So, like, this is better. Like, I'm very thankful for the dangerous. It means that Brando gets to stick around. And so does Dev. But like you said... Brand is kind of like Jason. Like, how many Jasons? Like, it's a stupid question because I could use all the Jasons. Uh, but like, I but I just question. You know, what's his role? Because right now, his major connection is Carly. Okay, but why was he hanging out outside the house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's coming to see Carly. He's obviously not coming to see Sunny. Everything was settled. Like everything was settled. So I don't know if he was coming to say goodbye or. Uh -huh. Okay, they that... didn't really talk about that. Like, they no. didn't really say why are you here. He. He just gave sort of like, I have to admit, like, I didn't know what to think. Like, of all my mob experience watching the <laughs> hospital, when they were like, what does the bullet mean? I was like, what does the bullet mean, Brando? <laughs> but the fact is that he had such a great explanation. I was like, mind blown. And then what did, after they spoke about it and Sunny was there, Sunny's like, okay, we need to keep, we need to protect everybody. We need to keep everybody close. And I'm like, does that mean Brando? I just want to like stick my arm out and pull him in closer. Like get in the circle, get in the circle, Brando. Oh, he, because look, at the end of the day, he's Dev's dad. And the right. whole thing was why it, it would look like he abandoned his kid. You know what I mean? So like Dev was going to go to boarding school and he was going to go back to Chicago because that sort of dynamic would make sense. Like that situation would make sense. But if Dev is going to be staying, you know, I don't think Carly and them would be like, okay, well, since he's your big real dad, go stay with him. I think everybody might stay at the Corinthos house, including Brando. I would like to see that because that would make for some interesting interactions. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. Like, I, I, and imagine, like, Sonny's worried that, like, Jackson's their neighbor or that could have been their neighbor. It's like, okay, invite Brando to stay with you. <laughs> these two teenagers you know there was a bullet in your backpack meanwhile cam and trina oh. are like thinking they're going to a dance and then they're not okay so let's talk about how super cute trina and cam were oh my gosh they were so cute i love how speechless he was when she walked in the door right and i just loved um just like the family interaction like franco helping him get ready mm. with the cufflinks and elizabeth just kind of smiling being like ah i think i see like a budding romance but I just like before we talk about that I have to say this what the hell was with Joss's reaction when like because Trina said Cam and I are going together he asked me and he, she was like you asked Trina 
excuse me I know right and you want all the boys in your little best friend group to like you oh my god right (laughs) so I was just like what is wrong with Cam asking Trina like I'm just saying I know I was kind of thrown off by that reaction too because it was such a strong one but in the sense it's like it's there to show Cam that she's like, well, why are you going with somebody else? Like, we're best friends. Why would you ask me? I get that. But again, she's she clearly only wanted to go to the dance because her teacher was going. Mm-hmm. And then we know how she sort of feels about Dev. So I just feel like her feelings are all up in the air. Like, she's more than ready to move on from Oscar. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay, so, so um, getting it, like, just for one second in that scene what I thought was super funny because we joke about it all the time was Trina because she's like oh I'm gonna stay home and I'm gonna do some journaling and she's like you journal too much you're a journaling addict like go and live your life (laughs) I loved it I loved it because what she said was powerful you're gonna end up like not living your life and just journaling you know what I mean exactly um yeah no I think Trina's just had about enough of her her feelings (laughs) in her journal oh my gosh so okay yeah Cam, Trina, getting ready, adorable. So I have to say this. I love, because at first, I guess I didn't realize they were going to get kidnapped, obviously, like, before they left the house. Yeah. Um, Because I was just all up ready for this, like, teen dance. (laughs) I am just, (laughs) I am am here not just for the adults, but I am here for the teen romances, too. So, but, like, so for, at first, I thought it was, like, a PSA. Like, oh, look at that. That's super responsible. You know, like, the whole Elizabeth being, like, don't forget to send me your driver's info so I just thought that was like a public service announcement to all of our viewers (laughs) and I'm like note to self and then when he was in the car like obviously I understood that the driver was creepy but I have to admit like I felt like I was seeing some kind of like smile or smirk on the driver's face and I felt like he was very much into their romance as I was (laughs) up until he pulled a gun on them I felt like he was into it you didn't recognize that was like my vibe I'm like he loves this I think he wants to see where it's going and is driving them longer to find out (laughs) so you did not recognize I recognized him but at the same time he seemed to be enjoying the banter in the back seat this is my take (laughs) of his facial expression like maybe that's him being like I'm about to kidnap I'm a badass but it didn't it looked like a guy who was just into the teen romance Oh my god, you're so... Until he pulled a gun out, but whatever. But I love that it turns out that Cam was just, like, texting his mom when he's like, I'm gonna file a complaint, like, pretending he didn't know he was being kidnapped. (laughs) I'm gonna file a complaint with a ride He was so good, super experienced on the kidnapping front. Sadly, yes. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I literally screamed at my TV why Cam is thinking so much <laughs> yeah no I like there's a couple of moments that I screamed at the tv this week including today but that was just like in these scenes Trina is our normie and yes. the poor girl was like beyond traumatized uh being kidnapped meanwhile Cam was like oh not again um <laughs> <laughs> so like I just find this kind of funny and I mean they did do it to each other so can't get mad at anyone here but like Mm -hmm. Tiger finds out both children are kidnapped doesn't tell Elizabeth Elizabeth (laughs) finds out both kids are kidnapped doesn't think to tell Tiger who's like the ex-cop slash person she's known for like forever yeah I think it was kind of ridiculous and really I didn't realize until you pointed it out Before we continue with the kidnapping stuff, I just liked um, the reaction because I was afraid that when Taggart showed up and Liz was like, hey, that they weren't going to be like, hey, like, oh, my God, you're Trina's dad. Like, I didn't know she had a dad. You know, like, so, <laughs> so I don't know if she had parents, this poor girl. So I just feel like we should have seen that coming. Like, we should have known that Taggart and Trina were father and daughter. Both of their names start with the letter T. But I loved, I loved the reminiscing. I love being like, oh, I didn't know, and all that stuff, and them catching up. Oh, that's why I brought that up. So, <laughs> even I don't even know what the hell my point is. I'm um, but Franco, I, I, I've said it here and there that he tends to get a little jelly whenever she has, like, a male friend. And yeah. he, he was just standing there. Like, he's not welcoming, you know what I mean? Like, he's not like, hey, like, whenever she has a friend over, like, at all. And so even with Taggart, how do you know each other? Like, he's just so like, who is this person? Like, I don't care to talk to anyone that's not my wife. So I liked all of that stuff. But, okay, so when she finds out Cam gets kidnapped, instinctively she calls Jason. Yes. Okay, 
I don't think that's a bad decision. Clearly, if you did that, there you know that he can maybe do more than the police could and quicker. I mean, he's always her go-to. Like, that that doesn't surprise me at all. And yes, he's, he can use different means and get to them faster. We all know how long the PCPD takes. And the thing is, is that he did tell that he knew who the person was, so there's that. But I also thought it was funny that how Jason reacted to receiving the phone call. Like, he seemed extremely surprised that Elizabeth called him. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. But you know what's funny? I've seen Cam and Jason interact way more than I've seen Jason even interact with Jake. That's so true. It's like, because Cam is kind of like the the main son. (laughs) (laughs) We all have our main children and the rest that we just don't interact with. Their background, Um, (laughs) their background noise. (laughs) background (laughs) noise. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I have to pick my main kid up. been throwing cam and jason together a lot like at this point i'm like you should just be cam's dad but you know he's not well he's a pseudo dad i mean he's had so many people come in and out of his life and i know that now that franco is back that dynamic is going to change but like jason kind of stepped in when he needed to is it though you know what i mean i thought that too and he is he was franco was fatherly when he was helping um cam get ready cam even Cam even made that comment to Franco, which was amazing. Like, basically that he hopes that uh, Trina and him don't necessarily go to the place that Elizabeth and Nicholas went to. I really like that comment because Franco was kind of like, mm. <laughs> just don't fake your death. There's that too. There's that too. I love But it. what was ex- interesting to me about him saying that was that, you know, he's really... They're, they're basically hinting at a longevity, you know, in terms of Cameron and Katrina. Mm. You know, Cameron right now is framing this as, I hope we have this, like, long-standing friendship. And there's obviously deep respect there. But let's not forget that Elizabeth and Nicholas hooked up. Right? So <laughs> oh. I kind of like that <laughs> foreshadowing right there. Okay, but here's the thing. Ava did not know that either. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, we'll get back to the kidnapping, yes, everybody, yes. in a sec. But I, okay, I love everything Ava and this weirdo foursome. Like, I can't even follow the level of jealousy or the level of scenes where you're like, yeah, I can see you two together. Like, it was just a lot. Like, even when she was spying, on Elizabeth and Nicholas, there was a scene where it was like a close-up and an intense stare. And I mean, it looked like for for one minute, like we know that Elizabeth is happy with Franco. That's why, like, I don't even know, like later on, Ava admits that she wanted to get Nicholas to sleep with Elizabeth. And I did ask that question when I first saw the scene, I wrote like, is Ava gonna try to get him to sleep with Elizabeth? And part of Mm -hmm. me was like, how would that even happen? You know what I mean? Like, cause we know Elizabeth with Franco, but then there was that moment with her and Nicholas and I was like, Okay. But that then depends. there there was the moment in front of the door. And that is um, when she was about to walk in the door to see Cam getting ready for the dance. And they had that conversation outside where he thought they were BFFs again. And she's like, um, hell no. I just had like a moment where we were talking about our children that I gave you like a little kind of pardon. But we're back to me it. being mad at you. No, I don't buy it. I mean, I get why she's mad whenever she brings up why she's mad. You know, this sister away from her kid, like very valid reason to be angry. Yes. But she said, I found a way to be civil to you is what she says to him. And I'm just like, I don't buy it. I just think it's old patterns and she just can't stay mad at Nicholas. This is a really significant person. He is very ingrained in her life and she's experienced enough loss, I think, to not waste time, even though she's really hurt. So for Mm. me, I just, maybe that is something, you know, because I just feel like with Elizabeth, how do you not, like, look how easily she falls into a pattern with him. He came to her door. It doesn't really matter what the topic, she will always give him that time. And let's not forget that, like, she's mad at him, yet when he kind of mentioned, like, let's say, the feedback Ava gave regarding Spencer, look how jelly she got marking her territory because he talked to Ava about Spencer. When that happened, huh. I saw her get like, you talked to Ava, like I'm the only special person in your life. I was like, there it is. That's the Elizabeth I know. She has never <laughs> let Nicholas just be with somebody without trying to fight for her space in his life. You're right. It's a pattern. That's, that's her thing. And that's how she is with a lot of different men in her life. 
Oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> that is my thought. <laughs> okay, that is your thought. I love it. I welcome more of them. <laughs> okay, so, so let's go to like Ava in with Franco, and I'm just laughing because I'm watching this scene and I get Ava's curiosity. She wants to know more about this torrid affair because you know, like most of the like other women in the show, they see Elizabeth like this perfect porcelain doll who could do no wrong. So she is very shocked that she slept with her husband's brother and mm-hmm. that they had an affair and she liked the use of that word and all that <laughs> stuff and I get her interest but at the same time I can understand Franco not wanting to talk about the men that his wife has slept with too. <laughs> she's so inappropriate like I get that she sees them as buddies but it's like there's a line <laughs> right so it's just it's just funny how they're portraying it so it's like we, we see like there's a teeny 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 micro moment with elizabeth and nicholas where it's very intense with them then we 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 think that you know like you said they're friends they're buddies they could talk about everything but then on the outside like whenever you see nicholas's perspective of looking at ava and franco it could kind of look like something else oh my gosh so like when he's looking through the curtains and he had his hand around her face just to like fix the angle she's looking but i couldn't tell if he was jealous nicholas nicholas if he was yeah or if it was like oh here's a target I think they are both jealous. Like, I think it's BS when they're like, I'm going to get him to sleep with this person. Like, I think that, like, I, I just think that Nicholas is jealous and it's just the kind of thing that they're not really admitting to themselves because they're so caught up in the game. But, it, like, doesn't Nicholas always tell her to get lost? I don't want to talk to you. But then every time he sees her with, like, Franco, he makes a point of going in and talking to her and putting on a show. And the fact that he's not in the know, like, when he realized that Franco was in the know, because, you know, he didn't exactly confess everything to Elizabeth of what the agreement is. She's assuming there's an agreement between him and Ava. Mm-hmm. But Ava was just like, yeah, Franco knows. You don't got to keep it up in here. So there was no room for, for Nicholas to kind of play a game. Oh, very, very good point. Oh my gosh. I wanted to say something else, but I'm like, do we want to jump to the lip kiss from Brooklyn? Oh my gosh. She did not hide her like I was like, whoa, like dial it back. Like I know she's got a lot going on, but like she wants to sleep with him so bad. And like I was like racking my brain being like, oh, I can't remember the full history. I know that there is one they had a friendship or something but like I don't remember fully and obviously if anybody's listening and has all the details do send them to us but yeah like she didn't care <laughs> like she met his wife <laughs> whoa and the way they were both staring at each other like that's what I mean this week I'm like who is going to sleep with who? because it's like you know we saw that like William DeVry the actor who plays Julian said last week in one of his insta posts that he was preparing for two love seats two same person, different person, don't know. So I'm like, so when I see like Brooklyn and Joy, and I'm like, are you guys gonna like sleep together? Even though he's like your friend's dad and your stepmom's or your stepbrother's dad or whatever, like this super <laughs> weird connection. Like, are you gonna sleep with him? Are you gonna sleep with Nicholas? Is Ava gonna sleep with Nicholas? Is Ava gonna sleep with Franco? Is Elizabeth gonna sleep with Nicholas? Like between all of these people, there was so much flirting I feel or chemistry and definitely mm-hmm. a lot of jealousy displayed with now like these five people yes six actually because like Julian and Brooklyn yes <laughs> even though they're not in like the contract <laughs> <laughs> but like this is bad but it's like you know Franco slept with someone because he was someone else <laughs> okay <laughs> That, that, that's like the greatest excuse of life. <laughs> <laughs> but what if like Elizabeth slept with Nicholas because she's her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love Elizabeth now, but I'm just like, I don't know. Like the affair with Nicholas was intense when it happened. I do remember that. It was super that. fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. OMG. I don't I like I don't even know. But like, I can't picture mm. her doing that to Franco. You know what I mean? Like so much would have to shift. Because you understand that like when she's with Nicholas, it's a whole other world. Like to the mm-hmm. point that look how separate it is, like from Franco. True. You know what I mean? Like because their worlds just don't fit. Like Franco doesn't fit in a lot of like her world. But like <laughs> specifically her with Nicholas, it's really really I feel like their own world it belongs to like another time on the soap and like he didn't go into our house like he didn't even go in to see Cam like you've been dead for three years don't you want to <laughs> say hi to your nephew 
And, you know, even Cam didn't exactly kind of run out to see, like, Nicholas either, but, like, she kept him outside the door. You know what I mean? Like, it's really huh. just two worlds. So, I mean, they would have to become, they would have to be distance created somehow. Well, it's really easy to do. I mean, look at Curtis and Jordan. <laughs> exactly. In the same room, much less there was a door. So, I mean. <laughs> Carly, just say it. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about them. I want to see that too. I want to see that too. Oh my god, you're funny as heck. Speaking of torrid affairs, I just want to throw this in real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexis told Neil, let's not mess with success by kissing a second time. I never realized how insignificant their relationship was. Like, I honestly felt like, okay, outside of drag bingo. I had assumed, like, between then and him rescuing her from What's-Her-Face, that they were, like, seeing each other in the background. Like, I had no idea that they were, like, we kissed once, we went on one date, and all the hanging out we did in between meant nothing. Well, to Alexis. Like, she could not, <laughs> like, she could not look more uncomfortable when he's talking to her, be like, oh, we can't see each other for two years. She's always like, well, you know, I'm trying to back up and pretend I care, but I don't, like... It's just really funny. But when she said that, I I laughed so hard at home. I know. Like, it's, I mean, it's interesting. I think it's, I'm wondering why they're playing this up and what his role is going to be moving forward. Because exactly that. He's got, he's got puppy eyes for her. And she's kind of like, all right, well, you know, two years, what happens, happens. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Remember a long time ago, we're like, well, what about Neil and Ava? Uh Do you uh think that Nicholas might be like, that's someone she could sleep with? No, I would think it would be a drunken night at the bar, and then they would get to talking about the Russian history. Maybe that's what plays into it. She'll mention that she's with a Cassidy, and they'll start talking about Cassidy and Russian history, and then something will happen. <laughs> he's such a nerd. He's like, <laughs> like going to get him going. They're going to talk about Russian history. <laughs> that's going to get him over the edge. He's like, could have a natural something because it would kind of be sad to like bring him on the show and have him have like a non-romance and then just die out it was drew <laughs> so <laughs> that's so bad but yeah like as for ava like you said they would connect over like russian history i think yeah sure but i think it's also ava being like i want some it's like she'd be really motivated yeah i think there's gonna come a point where it's gonna get really funny and they're both gonna be super desperate <laughs> I think so. Okay, so I can't wait for all of that stuff. Like, I think I'm living for that a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, okay, back to being kidnapped. Today's episode, seriously, it was so freaking amazing. I can't, like, I can't tell you how amazing I think Cam is. Like, I screamed at my TV. Like, that was, like, a tense situation with both kids just being, like, super held hostage. Yeah. Just Taggart. To be honest, I know Taggart called Curtis, but I'm just thinking... What would have stopped him from calling Sunny and Jason? Like, as part of showing how serious he is about, you know, working with them. Because calling them and telling them why they need him. So mentioning Trina, mentioning Cam to Jason Mm. and Sunny would demonstrate how personal this was for him. And how deep his reasons are for asking. I think it would have shown trust. Yes. As well as, yeah, like it's, it's (laughs) trust. And then that, that would have bonded the relationship. I mean, in the end, I think that. Um, Jason seeing what's going on is going to solidify what they're going to do next. Um, either way, it worked out in the end. But yes, I do believe, like, I don't understand why he called Curtis. Because why would he have shown up? Curtis could have just said, I know it's because of Trina and because there's kids involved. That's why he knew he could rely on Curtis. But, like, you're calling him why? Like, he just met this guy and you guys don't even get along. Well, let's not forget that he knows Curtis in terms of, like, his file. True. And for some reason, he didn't want to get Jordan involved because she is, like, the commissioner and the guy said no police. And they obviously know who Jordan is. They know everything about everybody. Um, So there could have been, like, an actual strategic reason. I'm just wondering how he got Curtis's number. (laughs) (laughs) The yellow pages for all you my age people out there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that shootout. 
Cam is the one that kind of saved the day in a well, I mean, not saved the day, but like initiated the beginning of an escape and action. So Cam just fought, like you know, he he had that face of like just anger in the car, and he just went for it um, at the shootout when he just started fighting them to run off. Trina, you know, completely panicked, froze. The thing that I didn't understand about this shooting situation mm-hmm. was Trina's stuck in there. And her and Curtis are legit by the door. Like, it's a small room. And and the, the bad guys who are on the other end of the room, not really near the door or an exit, are just like, you're cornered. We're going to get your daughter. And I'm just like, she's beside the exit, behind crates. <laughs> like, she, she has cover. <laughs> and she's being covered by, like, somebody with a gun. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, to be honest, Hagrid didn't need to kind of make a show and move and shoot to kind of be the distraction. He could have literally just, like, shot at them, and they could have run out. So it was just bizarre when they were threatening them, because I felt like Curtis and and Taggart were definitely in, like, a position of power. Uh, But either way, you know, Taggart did what he had to do to save his daughter. It was just really sad, because you knew that that's what he was doing when he looked at Curtis. He's basically asking him just to get Trina out of there. And we knew that Taggart, when he showed up, had the intent of trading his life for his daughters from the start. Like, I don't think Taggart really thought he would get out of there alive. My favorite line there was when, you know, Jason does show up and helps that at the end of it all, Taggart just goes, how ironic, anger boy to the rescue. But I am deeply hoping that those are not his last words. Oh my God, of course. Like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, do you think that after all this time, you know, Taggart comes back, this whole story is going, like, do you think he dies here? Or are we going to see him Monday recovering in a hospital? Oh my God, I freaking hope we see him recovering Monday. Like, I can't imagine how this whole story will go down because then it's only Jordan left. Like, he needs to be around to push the story forward and unite with Sunny. I just, you know, like, he's been off the canvas for a long time, but he still existed. And mm-hmm. I just feel like you can't just bring him back and take him away. If you take him off, fine. Keep him off screen. But let's just not kill him. But then, like, as I'm talking to you, I'm just wondering what will this do for Trina and Cam? Because we talked about this with the whole Carly Brando thing, bonding mm-hmm. over trauma. Right now, Trina is always in control. She always has the advice for her friends. But in this situation, you know, Cam jokes. been <laughs> 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 hostage before. And he is walking her through this. He is calming her down. And she's like, you know, you're the sort of like the the wise one in this situation. So he is right now comforting her. She told him that, you know, she saw her dad get shot. So part of me thinks, okay, if he does die, this could be in something huge for Trina and Cam. Bonded over trauma, mm-hmm. continues to be there to support her. And what will this mean to the dynamic of their group? Because, you know, right now, everything is centered around Joss's loss and her neglecting the fact that things are still, like, bad things, very severely bad things have been happening to her friends, and she's sort of been inward and into her own loss. But now what happens when, you know, Trina's going through her own loss? Okay, here's my take on this, and it popped into my mind because of what you said with Trina and Cam's relationship. When Franco was in the hospital, I don't remember how long he was in the hospital, but Trina went to the hospital, and she was there for him. So maybe it's going to be just a mirrored version of that. Not that he's going to die, but they're going to drag it out, He'll be in the hospital for a period of time where she's okay. there all the time. Then Cam will give her that same level of comfort and help and just like all of those things that she provided for him in a similar situation with not knowing if Franco would come back because literally she's not going to know if her dad's going to come back in the end. I hope he does, but there's going to be that like almost situation where again, yes, it still affects Joss because she's not in that situation and she won't know how to help her friend because Cam and Trina have, made their bond stronger for exactly all the reasons you said they have been together living life going through the trauma well she has and she's been journaling <laughs> i love your version of events it was really comforting to me i was like yes she knows what she's talking about and this is exactly what's gonna go down <laughs> and also i think that like joss and deb won't be allowed to leave the house oh my so god there that's, is that, that's that true would. i just love how like when carly found the like couldn't find them that she used mm-hmm. her videographic memory to be like what was the last thing Joss said? Where could she be to like remember <laughs> that she like ran off to the to the dance? 
So speaking of Carly for just a sec, I like Carly and I like Ava, but sometimes I'm just like, can you guys just like tone it down? Like, does it have to be a drama every time you see each other? The thing is about those two, it's like we constantly say they have that like frenemy relationship because Ava's been so happy since she's been married to Nicholas and she just came like, she had a like, little hop in her step when she was coming down the stairs from seeing her daughter. And that's when Carly's like, oh, she's too happy. We need to, we need to settle this. That's, that's, yeah, that could be true. That could definitely be a trigger for Carly to kind of like go after her a little more but I feel like Ava knows that she is in a position of power in a sense now that she's mm -hmm. married and sort of gives that like illusion I feel like it does sort of add to like being on equal footing in a sense I think so too it makes her and she's stable now like she's been consistent with exactly. all the things she said she's going to do she's married in quotations and she's got this lovely place to stay she's not in you know she has her art gallery running she has all these things going for herself and yes it is a threat she can come and ask for more time now but okay so another thing that I really just got from that scene as well like when she was talking to like Carly and Carly was like warning her off mm -hmm. is that remember how we talked about Ava like wanting to like fit in and whatever and she's been doing so well like you just said but I love so much that Ava has walked in to so much GH history and she doesn't even know it you know, she's learning about Elizabeth and Nicholas, but what she doesn't know is that Carly hid Spencer from Nicholas. Oh, right. And I don't even know if she realizes that Nicholas was involved with Sonny's sister, who Spencer's mother actually is, and, and all of that. So I just find it hilarious that, you know, a long time ago, we're being like, you know, we, like, we want her to be more, like, in, but now it's mm -hmm. different. Like, now she's, like, integrated. Like, now she's actually learning more about Port Charles. So she may not be everyone's BFFs, but she's definitely more connected to Port Charles now than ever. Oh, my God. I love that you did that. Thank you for making my You're brain welcome. work. You're welcome. It was all me. <laughs> <laughs> I told them to do all of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. So, Anna slightly sadder note wily stuff not so sad but let's start with like brad and julian really fast how is brad still threatening julian i was so confused i'm like where is this uh bravery fake bravery behind bars coming from like like it, what bothers me is that brad is delusional like he's like threatening julian and blaming him but it's like all because that was who you chose to confess to so julian suffers because you just chose to tell him the truth exactly he didn't want to be in this mess but i just love that julian had to remind him in those scenes it's your fault <laughs> like, <laughs> you you did these things and like at one point when because like we all thought this remember last week we we're like you know we feel that maybe brad didn't tell the truth because he didn't want lucas to lose julian and clearly julian felt the exact same way <laughs> and i love how you had to walk brad through that you know like this is what somebody with integrity might have done. Like, this is somebody who loved his husband more than he loved himself would have done. And then Brad's like, no, I'm still going to tell on you. I'm still going to take you away from Lucas. And it's just like, what is going on with you, Brad? I guess he's like everyone else. Everyone keeps saying how weak he is. So, you know, I guess we're just seeing it. It's not surprising. Well, that's true, especially with the fact that he was going to blame Nell. Like, you, but you actually kept the child for, like, a year. She may have, like, implanted the seed, apparently, in your head that was, like, some function that made you have to do it for an entire year. But she just, like, said you can do it, and you said, okay, you ran with it. Exactly, because, like, like, like Lucas pointed out, you could have, you know, once all that had passed, a day later, two days later, you could have said something. Exactly, and, like, I still... I mean, between him being like that and Nell keep going, that she keeps going with her story, I, I almost believe her. <laughs> oh my gosh, this week I'm like, is that what happened? And I'm like, no, I know you got the passport. Like, I'm just like, what is she going to come up with that I'm going to believe her? Like, when she goes on and on, I'm like, I'm going to fall into, like, her little spell. The whole thing when Julian kind of says, like, do we have a deal? Like, I'll get you out of here. I was kind of surprised. Because I was wondering, is he going to be, like, off the canvas for a while in jail, Brad? Or is he going to get off on this whole thing? I thought he was just going to offer him protection in jail. That's, that's what I thought his offer was. I didn't know that Julian was going to offer to, like, you know, just get him a lawyer. I thought that whole thing was weird. Like, he keeps putting, Julian keeps putting himself in these odd positions with Brad, with Brooklyn, going to Alexis to ask for a referral. Like, there is no other place you can go there's no other decision you can make. Like he really needs to keep Ava closer so that she can guide him a little bit more because she seems to be the logical one right now. 
Exactly. And if you're going to get a referral for a lawyer to get somebody off, I think you should have asked Diane. Right? Okay, so part of me can kind of understand this logic. If, if people don't understand why, let's say, he would opt to defend Brad, I think the argument that well, that he could use, basically, is that if Brad doesn't get defended, it means that Nell may win. We know how she is, and she may, like, push everything onto Brad. Ooh. And she might get off, and he might go to jail. Like, to me, that would be the argument if I were Julian to use. I would, I would say, like, not just, like, oh, well, he's my son-in-law, like he said mm -hmm. to Sam and Alexis, I would have said, he's not my favorite person. I don't like what he did to my son, but this is about Lucas. Lucas is angry right now, but at the end of the day, like, I don't think he he would want, like, Brad to go to jail. So I just want to kind of, like, make sure that Brad is handled so that when Lucas comes around or whatever, they can figure things out. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like he could have at least acted like he didn't like Brad. <laughs> I just think that would have helped you know, his case in trying to get him a lawyer. Well, that's what I mean. That's super logical. And I think that he was just approaching it all wrong. Like, that would have made so much more sense. Mm -hmm. I think so. And also, Brooklyn, she figured it all out. <laughs> <laughs> she's a smart cookie. Like, she's just, I just like her because she's so good. She, how do you guys say this? She injects so much energy into all the different scenes in such interesting ways. Like, she is the drama. She has that, like, wit about her she has that keen eye for things like the way she she's just kind of like carly yes like carly from the past she's like a young carly yes the way she was like staring at him and like putting the pieces together and just watching for his reaction i was like you go oh my gosh you're really getting to him like he was getting nervous he drank his entire drink like i don't think it's bizarre that she came up with that because he did make a big lie like for her to find out that brad is really his son-in-law Right. Like, that would definitely lead her to kind of think a little harder about why he opted to frame the story in the way he did and didn't just say like it's my son-in-law kind of a thing but honestly I couldn't even focus like clearly she's obsessed <laughs> with this whole singing thing and yes. she was like gonna blackmail him blah 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 we saw that coming but I just kept thinking like are you gonna sleep with him or not like because like, I'm just curious <laughs> as to who these love scenes are gonna be with so I couldn't really focus on that like I feel like she could have gotten the favor without black I know but she's dramatic and she always has to take that like other side of things yeah so I'm just kind of wondering if Valentine's plan is gonna work out if let's say Julian can comes through for Brooklyn Ooh. oh yeah it's all kind of intertwined yeah I, I want to see how far she can push Julian well it's definitely going to lead to more scenes together mm -hmm. more scenes lead to <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we'll see we'll see on that one okay, so more on this baby reveal so like I don't know what did you think about Michael telling Monica he's not my godson he's my son and she's just like Ah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, this is what I wrote down. I'm like, it's like, I don't care. It's just more people in my house. <laughs> I'm just like, wouldn't your mind be blown? Like, wouldn't you be, like, really confused? But she absolutely was not. And so Wiley was just amazing. He's standing there leaning on the table like a mm -hmm. cool guy, smiling at Monica. He turns around to, like, follow her, keep eye contact. That whole thing was super adorable. Jason coming in, it's just, like, it just shows the growth, but it's really cool to see Jason like that with Monica. Come such a long way for him to be so, like, fun. It almost felt like Steve Burton rather than Jason, the way he was so playful with Monica. It was very cool to see. Well, especially when it came time to the selfie. Yeah, it was so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I do think her reaction was really funny. Like, I think it shows, too, like, we always distinguish, like, the normies from, like, the old-school characters. Like, Sasha, she gets it. We get those certain reactions. But Monica's been there for so long, like... Is this so weird for her in her life? No. Oh my gosh, you're so funny because SC Hona said the same thing. She's like, Monica has heard crazier, let's be honest. So, oh my God, I love it. you're right. So <laughs> yeah, I think it goes really well with what you, you said. And okay, so the thing, okay, so Jason gets some alone time with Michael and they're talking about how to deal next with Nell. And this is where we see that like, Michael might be in control of certain things and he's like definitely a guy that you can go to for help. Like he's a together person, but mm -hmm. my gosh, like he's seriously learned nothing about how to deal with Nell. Like, we're just gonna see how it goes. And like, Jason had to be the one to say, you can't plan for going for things going right. You have to figure out what to do if they go wrong. So here's and, the like, thing, go ahead. Okay. Well, no, that's all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was really frustrated. That was another time that I yelled at my TV because why is it that Jason's the only one that gets Nell? He had to have a speech with Michael and he had to have a speech so with Carly. Carly. Exactly, about their attitudes towards Nell. Like, why do they keep letting but her? Why are they so naive about the situation? 
like I don't think Carly is naive about the situation. You know, yes, I know he came down on her for like seeing her and playing into her hands, but to be honest, I can't really see how that could cause so much damage. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, Carly might have visited, she might have threatened, but I don't know. Like, what proof is there of that? Like, if Jason or somebody arranges a hit, like I don't know if it means anything in the grand scheme of things no it wasn't the smartest thing but i certainly think it's something that they can work around i do think carly and jason are on the same page about her getting hit by a truck yeah <laughs> and, and i kind of and like and sunny is hesitant to do that and i just think that might be the best plan this is maybe one of those things that jason and carly should just sort of make the choice for him one thing that also kind of stuck out about now is that she made mention to a twin comment and so did cinnamon deb so are we looking at some foreshadowing? Are we all on the same page? Is she giving us clues and little breadcrumbs to lead us to believe that her and Willow are twins? So you think that she might know that she is a twin? I think that she hides a lot of things very well. So I couldn't tell if it was just a flippant mention. Or a or, threat. Yeah. So it could mean two things. Willow is actually a twin or there's like another Nell out there. So I'm hoping it's Willow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that being said, let's get rid of all the Nells of the world. Okay. Couldn't they just tie this in? So Jason has, you know, a specific thing he wants to do. Carly has a specific thing she wants to do. Why can't we just, for little Michael's sake, to protect him, to just play it off as like a hit from the other side? Because they I... don't know the relationship with Michael and Nell. All they know is that there's this little family and we're going to take away the mother. Why not believe that that, that whole organization <laughs> knows about the baby switch and is like, that's his baby mama. He now has a son. And they're like as into the drama as we are. I'm for it. I think it's a great, I think it's a good plan. And I think they should take advantage of the mob war to get rid of Nell. Right. And Michael's so naive, he would eat it up with a spoon and just be so happy with Wiley. So speaking of Wiley, Willow, all that, um, she started to push Chase away. Yes, you totally called it. Because like, I didn't know how exactly that would play out. But yeah, she did. And I was so, oh, I was kind of heartbroken for both of them because he wants so badly to be that person she turns to. But I'm really happy that she had Elizabeth. That was like a really interesting scene because I just feel like, yeah, one, I want to revisit their friendship because they had a friendship and I kind of liked seeing them like all hang out and mm -hmm. two it's just I don't know she's like the right person to be there and I think that's the point with her and Chase right now mind you they're still in a relationship you know she wanted comfort from him today but in that moment on that day she didn't have to explain herself to Elizabeth like there's like an implicit understanding there between them and I think that she needed that I I thought it was unexpected like I didn't think that I would get an Elizabeth uh, Willow scene like that it mm -hmm. took me back to like you know Elizabeth comforting Kim but obviously Willow is no Kim um, <laughs> no. And I think this is like a legitimate you know friendship here well especially it was so powerful I think Willow was saying something about like her son was alone and she like Elizabeth hugged Willow and she said you're not alone yeah it's just hard hearing Willow question her decision that if she had kept him, would her son still be alive? Like, that's killing me hearing her her question all of that. I'm not saying it's clumsy. Chase is doing his best. Mm -hmm. But look at, let's say, her and Elizabeth. Elizabeth doesn't have to say much. You know what I mean? Like, and I just think that there's just this understanding. And I mean, just like how we said, that Elizabeth sort of understands loss. We come to another man in her life that also understands loss, the exact same loss, Michael. Oh, yes, but he didn't really do a good job when they were together. He tried so hard to, to you know, say that he understands her, but he didn't let her talk, really. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think, like, she I, she wants to take a step back from Wiley. He wants her to be very involved. But aside from all of that, I think once he lets her talk and they have, like, a full conversation for the two of them to truly talk, because the thing I'm waiting for and that I thought, would inevitably come up is is I'm sorry Willow wanting to know from Michael every moment it was like to hold the baby yeah I thought that would come up too but not today like in the way no. that it was going down because today was just very like you know oh I'm figuring out fatherhood Sasha what are we doing to each other and she's like relax Michael we're all good let's just take it as it goes and then Willow came in and he's trying to like jump and like resolve all that but she can't resolve everything you know what I mean like everything with Willow and Wiley and you so quickly so we only got like like the beginning of that so I am looking forward to seeing how this will play out with Willow and Michael because oh interesting because we see today that while Sasha is totally cool about everything she mm -hmm. was running off to a meeting 
but she's got important stuff to handle. And Michael's got more time in his hands and Willow seems to have a flexible schedule and (laughs) just be, you know, so I'm, I am wondering if perhaps he'll find more understanding with Michael. Who knows? I think it will definitely bond them in a different way. Their friendship was special from the very beginning. They just connected. I just, I like her with Chase. Like in the beginning, I was okay with this whole like, and right now I think it would be difficult. I do think she's going to lean on him. I think they will kind of get close and toy with the idea ever so slightly because they become this little perfect family that works. But I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's funny because like, I do, I do love Sasha with Michael. And actually we don't know. Like we don't know what that, like that intimacy between Michael and Willow will result in, but Michael's not angel. Like, I mean, he hooked up with his brother's girl and if he does it with his BFF chase, that would really suck for Michael to do that. But it's just interesting because like, you know, Wiley still not being Willow's child is something that truly, truly bonds him and Willow. Exactly. So we'll see how that works out. But for an, onto another couple that, yikes. Um, so Molly, she made proposing super fun. Oh, um, I didn't even know what to make of that scene. I just, you can make your, and I just, I had a hard time with that scene. I felt really bad for TJ. I can see where Molly's coming from, but just like, let him talk. No, no, <laughs> I, no. No, like, I just wrote, what is wrong with this girl? Make your wedding and your marriage what you want it to be. That's the note that I wrote. And then under that, I wrote, what the hell, Molly? (laughs) And so it's funny because when I was watching today, I was thinking these things. Wasn't she, like, a hopeless romantic? She wrote, like, she read romance novels, wrote one. And then I was like, wasn't she always, like, pro Sam and Jason getting married? And this is the things that, like, I was saying and writing. And then Alexis comes in. <laughs> and she ended up saying all those things to Molly. And I just think, like, first of all, I loved Alexis in that scene. I loved how she kind of tapped into the real issue. Because when Molly was ranting to TJ, I'm like, but you're talking about, like, things that don't touch you directly you know even when she's talking about marriage and the institution when she's talking about what it does to people again she's not focusing so much on like her and tj she's just talking about these concepts at which she was saying i grew up and i'm like you're 12 and then when she's mm-hmm. saying i see what weddings do to people i'm like you mean five minutes ago when all your friends that we never even heard about are getting married you know what i mean so i like because of all of that and like knowing molly for so long on the show i was just like what are you talking about even and i just like that Alexis cut the crap and was able to be like, is this, like, how could I believe that all of my relationships would never have affected you? And I like that she pointed out the things that I thought about Molly, which was, mm-hmm. you're my healthy girl. You know, you're making healthy choices. And I guess, as she said, I am surprised she said no, because I think underneath it all, how I feel is that Molly has always been her own person. And I do feel like she's making everyone else's issues her own. And I just thought she would be capable of making her own choice. Like, I mean, doesn't it not mean any, because she said like, I've known him eight years. I didn't know you wanted to get married, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, for years you had a healthy and stable relationship Mm -hmm. so I guess me too like Alexis just assume that you know she got out of everything unscathed and that maybe all of her experiences and experiences of others didn't really affect Molly but clearly we're seeing that it does because I don't buy the whole rant she gave I don't like she really insulted TJ when she's Mm -hmm. like you really need a party for that basically to solidify their commitment and he's like you think this is about a party so I was just like I just felt like she she was just not being honest yet I was just surprised with the things that she was saying and it just wasn't the Molly I knew because I feel like the Molly I knew is so thoughtful and a lot deeper and I felt like she would have been able to focus so more on like the present and her and TJ and their lives together and figure out how to make it work for them too so yeah I mean it was just really really interesting to watch I just thought this was gonna be like this side happy story that's like drama free I really did not expect like what we saw no and I I did expect her though like you can have your rant and you could be annoyed with your friend's weddings like I get that but she didn't listen to him she didn't actually like hear what he was saying he did say you know like we can do it our way but it just completely went over her head and that's the part where I was like poor guy like this sucks 
But I'm glad that she talked to Alexis because I think it's now maybe sinking in. I think she was in shock and she was just sort of saying whatever. Mm -hmm. I like that he was able to vocalize what he wanted and call her on certain things. Mm -hmm. And she is sad now because she said everything came out so wrong. So, I mean, I'm really worried about them. I really want them to stay together. I'm like, how could you not make it work? I'm really hoping she comes around. Well, here's what I think, because one part that stuck out in particular is that she's like, why is it that the man has to propose to the woman? And I found there was a little bit of emphasis on that. So, um, right. So I think once she does get things together, that she will do the big romantic gesture and she will propose, which is what I love because isn't that what Sam did? I don't remember, but I like that. (laughs) I like that because it fits with her story and what she was saying. You know what I mean? Because you're saying she is going to process Mm-hmm. And think more deeply and maybe move away, like you said, from her friend's experience to her, her relationship, think deeply about what she wants, what he wants. But I also think the gesture of her doing it in this scenario really kind of like brings the whole thing full circle and really addresses a lot of, let's say, her concerns, his concerns all in one. Should she be the one to come around and propose? Like, I just think it's it would be really amazing to see. That's totally like, yeah, I want to see that happen. Um, okay, so I just have to say this really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sam was talking to Alexis and she brought up this point, I paused for a moment. I was like, hmm, fair. If Dolores wants to come between me and Jason, I'm going to come between her and her job. <laughs> I was like, that's so badass. <laughs> like, when she said it, I'm like, well, when you put it that way, I'm like, go for it. <laughs> I like when um, Alexis was like, uh, give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. And then she finally oh, hands oh. over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is she asking for a dollar? The amount of times I've seen them do that, just have confidentiality. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my gosh, so I think we actually, like, covered it this week. I think we got it. Anything else? My. Um, no, I think I think we're good. Like, we got through a lot. <laughs> a lot happened this week, and I'm so excited for next week. Um, and please, fingers crossed, Tiger, be alive. Be alive. Seriously, so usually I have, like, a favorite line of the week or favorite scene of the week, but I'm going to make it my favorite awkward scene of the week. Okay. And that I'm going to leave you with. Olivia and Dustin. I have to say something. Oh my god! Okay, I'll keep it really short. I'll say one thing. Why was she talking to him in like what sounded to be a very sexual manner when she mentioned Lulu and Dante, like bent, like something about a bent in her slice? But the tone in which she kept talking to him, like, why are you saying that in such a sexual manner? Well, he's cute. Sometimes it's hard to hide your true self. <laughs> Bye. Bye.